You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are going to talk about Spock and Homer in your brain. This episode is crucial because... In the future episodes, we are going to build on the information that you will gain in today's episode. And I hope that you will be able to leverage this information to overcome overeating. I thought that I'm just going to add some element of fun to it, some visualization, because I know that you learn faster when information stands out. So that's why uh, today's episode is about Spock and about Homer in 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 a way, <laughs> and also about the neuroscience and also about uh, eating disorders. So that's going to be fun. Um, I thought that I would like to make it, you know, more light and fun because often topic of overeating is surrounded by feelings of shame, disgust. So I thought that I'm going to make it a little bit lighter. And at the end of the episode, I would like to entertain you a little bit with my personal story. So today's episode, as I said, is also about Spock and Spock is somehow related to my dating history. So I would like to share with you a story how I met my my boyfriend, how I met the love of my life. And yes, and it's going to be related to Spock. So if you are curious, you have to listen to the end of the episode. And right now, let's uh, start with the main part. So let me first remind you who is Spock and who is Homer Simpson. So Spock is a fictional character in the Star Trek series. Um, He has a mixed human Vulcan heritage, but he is cultural example for logic, reason, and superior rationality. Of course, people who know the show would say that there are multiple examples of how irrational his behavior is, but again, we are just going to focus on what most people think about him. So most people would say uh, that he represents rationality, fans know that he has internal conflict because after all he is half human, half emotional human and half logical Vulcan but we are going to ignore that part and again he's going to be an example for us for uh, reason and rationality and on the other side of the ring we've got Homer Simpson. He is one of the main characters of the American animated sitcom called The Simpsons. And he is more immature. He's a bit aggressive, lazy, and even addicted to beer, junk food, and watching television. I want you to imagine those two people. I want you to imagine Spock, and I want you to imagine Homer Simpson throughout this episode to better understand the concepts. So, your primitive brain is your inner Homer Simpson. And the intellectual, rational part of your brain is your inner Mr. Spock. And we all have um, these parts of our our brain. There is your inner Simpson and there is an inner Spock also inside me. So 
Let's talk about primitive brain. So the job of the primitive brain is to keep you alive. Primitive brain is motivated by three main things. Avoiding pleasure, no, wait, <laughs> avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and exerting as little effort as possible. So the primitive brain operates automatically and quickly. Also, it requires not really much effort and and no much voluntary control. So those would be, you know, your instincts, your intuition, feelings, impressions. However, in a way, you have programmed your brain unconsciously to do some things automatically. For example, walking uh, or tying your, sh your shoes or maybe even desiring certain foods when you are in a certain emotional state. Just remember that the, the goal of primitive brain is to continually assess the problems that you must solve to survive. And the primitive brain has this uh, reward-based learning system And it's very, very old, like survival mechanism that also other people, uh, not other people, other animals have. That's why sometimes we call uh, primitive brain our lizard, lizard brain. So the primitive brain is, is programmed to detect and seek pleasant experiences because that causes the release of dopamine in the, in the reward system. And the bigger the dopamine spike, the most uh, value reward system uh, attaches to that, to that thing. Now think about all the artificial sources of pleasure. For example, processed foods, maybe gambling, maybe porn, maybe video games. Brain thinks that those things are relevant for, relevant for your survival because they cause bigger dopamine, dopamine spike than, um, than the natural rewards. So the immediate reward triggers dopamine-induced desire. So your brain sees something and then it turns on an urge, a desire. And unfortunately, future reward rewards don't interest this reward system too much. So it mainly focuses on immediate you know, gratification. So how your primitive brain can sound, how your inner Homer Simpson might sound. For example, let's eat all the donuts. I don't feel like exercising today. After the hard day at work, I deserve to reward myself with some ice cream. I need a glass of wine to distress. Let's order pizza tonight. This is your inner, inner Homer Simpson. And I bet that you recognize those sentences because they do sometimes appear in your brain. And I want you to know that this is your primitive brain. We still have this old uh, part of ourselves that is more animalistic. So unfortunately, we, of course, fortunately, we evolved But unfortunately, evolution doesn't replace one thing uh, for another. It just, um, yeah, it, it doesn't like to build from the scratch. So evolution just slapped our rational brain on the top of the primitive brain. So we've got the primitive brain and we've got also the rational brain. Of course, evolution could replace it. Come on. But no. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. We actually need the, the primitive brain. So there are some things that 
that I could be grateful for that we have this, this primitive brain. So right now you understand the concept of primitive brain and I want you to see it as your inner Homer Simpson. And let's right now talk about the intellectual brain. So let's see it as uh, Spock. So intellectual brain is, is slower, is more deliberate, is more thoughtful. This is the executive part of your brain and it is in charge of self-control. So it has to overcome the impulses of primitive brain. Let's take a look how Spock may sound. I would really want to eat at least 30 grams of fiber per day because I know that it's good for my health. My goal is to lose 10 pounds in a year. I'm learning so much right now. I believe that I can overcome my struggles with overeating. I plan to stay away from the alcohol this evening. So again, I think that you can recognize those, those sentences. Your intellectual brain is responsible for, for planning for the future. Now you see the difference, uh, how your inner Spock sounds and how your inner Homer sounds. And for a moment, let's imagine that Spock and Homer Simpson are on the island together because their plane crashed <laughs> and now they have to survive. So, of course, Spock is more intellectual. So he is probably going to be in charge. He's going to be the CEO um, in this team. <laughs> and Homer Simpson will be, you know, the, the blue collar worker. So Spock will make maybe plans to, you know, build a boat. Uh, Spock will ration food so that they can survive wrong longer. So Spock, again, he's going to do a lot of thinking what they can do. And maybe also Spock going to delegate some work to, to Homer. But what Homer's going to do, he's probably going to stress eat all the food that is left. He's going to panic a little bit. He won't want to do anything. He will just sit there and wait for, for a search and rescue team. And maybe he will even get scared of like big butterfly because he's going to think that it's a predator. So they need to cooperate. And this is this this situation, this lonely island happens every day in your in your everyday life. Like you've got this battle and how it can translate to to your goals. So for example, your inner Spock will say, let's exercise three times a week before work. But your inner Homer Simpson would say, stay on a couch. Spock would say, let's maintain a stable weight. Homer Simpson would say, I would like to indulge in every opportunity to eat. Spock may sound, um, I want to stop and assess whether I really want to eat that blueberry muffin. But Homer Simpson will want to eat and taste it right away. So many of our food cravings are coming from the primitive brain and they were first programmed there by rational brain. So your attachment to apple pie, blueberry crumble are behaviors that you learned sometime in your life. Sometimes it's enough to have just one experience and you are hooked, especially when we talk about hard drugs. But in terms of food, you probably would need repeated exposure 
your your cravings, we could say that those are like old memorized behaviors that you struggle to unmemorize. <laughs> so in the past, your rational brain recognized some pattern and decided to delegate uh, performing that pattern to uh, the primitive brain. So let's say that you were younger and you were sad. Your mom gave you a candy. Candy tasted good, made you feel better. And the next time you felt sad, your brain has learned that the easiest way to make you feel better is to eat some candy. Your primitive brain uh, works according to the very harmful sentence, which is, it's always been done that way, so we have to continue. Don't you think that it's really harmful, like always doing the same things uh, just because, I don't know, our ancestors were doing it that way and we are scared of doing something different? So this is your primitive brain. We are doing it because it's always been done that way. <laughs> the reaction, you know, every time you repeat this behavior, the reaction becomes more and more wired as an automatic response to a certain trigger. Even though, even though when the process is like no longer rewarding, and I guess that you you totally get what I mean, because when you are in the middle of the binge, actually eating that food, like you desire it, you want to eat it, but at the same time, you don't derive much pleasure from it. This is exactly what is happening. I want you to, however, remember that your rational brain has the ability to change your primitive brain. You can change your habits. You need to consciously decide what do you want to train your brain to think and do. Let's talk about one situation. Let's say that you already ate dinner, but you have an urge to eat some cookies and you know that you totally don't need them because you are uh, perfectly fine. You ate enough that day, but still you've got this urge to indulge in some ultra processed foods. What do you do? First of all, anticipate the brain chatter. The, your compulsion, it will come and it's going to feel uncomfortable. And you will want to find relief from that annoying stress associated with that craving. What you need to do is you need to engage the conscious mind and observe your primitive brain. You need to practice detachment. Recognize that it's your primitive brain trying to keep you alive. It's the Homer Simpson and he's in the middle of the temper tantrum. Yes, so you need to calm it down. You need to calm down your emotional brain. Moreover, send it some love. Again, it's just trying to protect you. It's just trying to keep you alive. And just remember that the craving is not the emergency. However, it will look like it. So in the moment when you really struggle, again, you can imagine, imagine uh, Homer Simpson with a banana instead of a gun and he's pointing towards Spock. And he says, hand in the chocolate and nobody gets hurt. This is what Homer does. But you know that this gun that Homer Simpson is pointing towards Spock is just a banana. You know, you know that, that nothing gonna, gonna happen. So there is no reason to engage whatsoever with those urges, with those thoughts or, or even feelings. They have no real power over you. But of course, nobody likes to get threatened. So even though Spock may know that nothing will happen if, 
if the Spock won't react to, to the Homer Simpson pointing the gun towards him, he may still, you know, decide that, okay, I, I give up, let's, let's eat. It is possible for you to dismiss the urge, but I recognize that, that this is hard, that this is uh, uncomfortable, that food gives you a lot of, a lot of pleasure. So maybe you also need to look for, for other like replacements because there are other things that give you dopamine spike. The natural rain, uh, reinforcers, they can increase the feeling of pleasure or reward in the brain. And those activities are things like meditation, physical activity, even social interaction and loving somebody. Those are also natural rewards. At the end, I just want to you know, remind you that this fight will be here forever. You will not defeat Homer Simpson. Every decision you make in your life, it's all the battle. It's the battle between Spock and Homer. And sometimes you lose and sometimes you learn. I wonder if, if like super successful people also have very, very active primitive brains. I, as, I assume that they do, that they still need, you know, time to relax and decompress and maybe watch TV and so on. So don't feel ashamed because of that. We all struggle with, uh, with this every single day. We all have this battle between Spock and Homer in our brain. And now, since we've done, we, we are done with the main story uh, in, for today's episode, I would like to entertain you with my love story. <laughs> so this is the story how I met my current partner. Once upon a time. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that I should start, story, uh, start this story this way. I think that all I can tell you is that I have many introverted features and I meet a lot of people online. So when a couple of years ago I moved to Belgium, I uh, reactivated my Tinder account. Believe it or not, I really like Tinder. At least I enjoyed it, you know, back then. And I met uh, some people through Tinder and it's not just, just for dating. Uh, but yeah, okay, so I moved to Belgium, I reactivated my, my Tinder, and I started swiping. <laughs> and on one of my pictures, I think that this was my profile picture, there was a picture, like badly photoshopped picture of me, and it was intentionally badly photoshopped. So that was a picture of like, uh, I don't know if you if you know those those graphics, you can find them online, like cats battling on unicorns <laughs> so i had this profile picture um and i had photoshopped myself on this picture and i made a vulcan live long and prosper sign <laughs> i had other pictures too so it's not like i was i don't know catfishing <laughs> but i think that it's quite the the picture was was hilarious it was ridiculous but again i had this vulcan live long and prosper sign uh, i also had a weird weird description and this is a little dating advice i want to give you like don't make yourself another vanilla on those online uh, dating apps like you have to stand out and most importantly you have to repel those people who who are not your people so I consciously, by, by choosing that as my profile picture and, and making funny, funny description, I consciously decided to repel those people who have different sense of humor 
or who isn't as weird and quirky as I am. <laughs> so of course, I was swiping and apparently love of my life also swiped um, into the right direction when he saw me. And mainly he decided to, uh, to, to we, we were matched mainly because he saw my Vulcan live long and prosper sign. Because he's into sci-fi and he's a huge fan of Star Trek. He used to watch it when he was younger. So, yeah, so that's the story, people. That's the story how somehow Spock got me together with my current partner. <laughs> and yes, I hope that you enjoyed that, that little story and... Yeah, I added even some dating advice, right? <laughs> so remember, always be authentic. Don't pretend to be someone else. I mean, at the beginning of the relationship, we are all pretending a little bit. We are all pretending to be like better people. But again, remember that you want to repel some people. So just be yourself. If you are weird, show how weird you are. I did and I don't regret it because again, I'm the person who is a perfect match for me. I mean, he's... In some aspects, he is like totally different than me. But there are some things that, that we have in common and and that's what makes us a great couple. <laughs> okay, this is the end. So today's episode is kind of all over the place because I gave you some, um, some visualizations about Spock and Homer. I talked about primitive brain and your rational brain. And I also gave you a dating advice. This is a very weird mixture, but I hope that you enjoy that. And if you did, you can screenshot it and put that on your social media so that other people can hear about it. And of course, tag me so that I can see it and thank you. Um, okay, that will be all for today. Thank you so much, guys, for, uh, for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram and if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day